heaven wide. Keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside. Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you! What? Yeah, you! Come here for a minute! I want to talk to you! No! <laughs> What's the mama say? Mama says you're brain dead, bang your head against the wall. Can't find peace of mind, brain needs an overhaul. Bonehead brain Your burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend. The legend. The legend. The legend. Shout out to everyone who's tuning in, who has tuned in, whoever will tune in. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, you guys. Marv's here. Hello. Hey, Marv. Denver's here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's uh, Burdened Down by the Allies. Somebody uh, emailed me and wanted to know what the name of that was. What's that brain dead song? It's called Burdened Down by the Allies. You can get the entire song on YouTube. By going to YouTube.com and typing in Burden Down by the Allies. <laughs> oh. Now, is there any simple. question? I mean, that's very <laughs> I am, I am very sore. I've been working in the yard for the last two days, something that I just don't do. Uh, and, uh, but it's nice. And the weather's nice, and now it's going to rain next week. Yay. Yay. That's right. I'll just make things more greener than they already are. Hello, Arizona. Hello. Yes, coming up September 29th. Counting the days. Actually, 27th for us. We'll go to the 27th, 28th. Yeah, 29th and 30th. We'll be in Arizona for the Hope Fest in Prescott. So look out, Teen Challenge of Arizona. We're coming to tour your centers. Yes, we are. That's right. The topic this week, old timers. Hmm. Old timers. (laughs) Not all timers, right, Marv? (laughs) Right. Was was there a um, alcoholic beverage called old timers? Oh, no, it's old granddad. They call old granddad. Why do I know that? That's sad er, that er, I know that. Early times, old granddad. There's a lot of names for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I pa- think it was... Pain. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> Yee-hee. All right. Well, let's see here. Uh, what do we got here? Stop 
That's what I thought. It's time for Bugsy Man's Weekly Wine. All right. Well, a bit, a bit, this is my wine, but it can't be avoided. This is part of life. Uh, and so the listeners know the Studio Kitty, Christy Girl, has crossed the Rainbow Bridge. Yes. She is no longer here physically, but we will remember her always. Of course, staring yes. at you, the staring evil cat eye. <laughs> so th- it, that was it was hard to do. You know, it's hard to to say say goodbye to your furry friends, especially when they've been with you since almost birth. And uh, so, Christy, the studio cat, you'll see her picture at the end of the YouTube versions of most of our shows. Uh, still an honorary member of Alapet. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> So uh, that was, it's really the only thing I have to whine about was I, it, th- that wasn't a whole lot of fun to do. But she, just so the listeners know, um, she had thrown a clot or had a stroke or something and her left hind leg was totally, she couldn't even use it. And then her right hind leg started to go. So she wasn't even able to get out of bed. And mm. the, the last meal she had, I had to put under her chin for her to eat it, you know. And for everything from her... I guess do cats have waists from her waist up? I do snakes have laps, where, Marv. Where, where <laughs> some of them do. The yeah. ones in denim, <laughs> right? Uh, um, but she she just her, her quality of life was shot. She couldn't make it to her litter box. I mean, you know. So it was time. She was fifteen years old, and we said uh, goodbye yeah. to Christy. And the the folks at Periwinkle Pet Clinic were absolutely amazing. Just amazing people uh, here in Albany, Oregon. And Nala has been walking around kind of in the blues. Um, yesterday, a lot better. Today, a lot better. But for a couple of days there, um, our dog, the studio dog, was very bummed out. Anim- animals are like that. Her project was gone, and her buddy was gone. Because they would, I mean, Nala would snap at her, like trying to bite her face off. But then they would lay on the same bed together. Just <laughs> weird. I guess humans can be it's a love like hate. That. It's a love hate thing. <laughs> love hate. Yeah. So. Now yeah, well, she'd be missed because uh, she was in, entertaining on your desk during the she show. She was, and she would lay in my my in basket here sometimes and get her feet caught in the little slots and go. Just, and then she just, oh, what the heck? I'll just go back to sleep. <laughs> I'll, just I'll deal with this later. Right. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll see you on the flip side there, Christy girl. And uh, but I I also have some wins. Do you have anything to whine about, Denver? So many, I'm not even going to concentrate on it today. Okay. Yeah, it right. hurts maybe my head. Week. Maybe yeah, next maybe. week. How about you, there, Marv? Uh, Any whining to do? I do, but oh, come on, give us one. Well, it's the old cell phone thing again. Oh like God, last, I know. Last week, go to a gas station. I'm sitting there. The pump has shut off because right? my tank's full. Right, <clears throat> sit there for five minutes at least. Oh no! Finally, the guy comes out of the door and he's doing his cell phone thing. The attendant? Yeah. Oh my word! You know, and I'm just like like somebody <laughs> else said. Hey, don't you realize you're in a service oriented job? Yeah, here? right. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Anyway, I know Wah. it's it's great. and I I was it ain't gonna get better. No, I know it. We were driving somewhere and like within five minutes, people that almost hit us in the car 
were on their phone driving. And I said to my wife, I said, I would love to start taking pictures of these people on their phones or driving and then posting it on Facebook. Yeah, but, but then I realized, then wait you, a minute. You I, would be doing I'm it. on the phone <laughs> taking pictures of them on the phone, so that doesn't work. Uh, it, you know, in defense of the cell phone technology, though, I love the yeah. GPS. I do I like mean, that. I get into town, and I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I punch in an address or a zip code and everything. And it walks me right through. Yeah, that's nice. It is. I don't know how we got along without it. Well, I do because I used to pull over and ask directions or get a roadmap. But back in the day, to work at a gas station, you had to know your town. Yeah. You know, that's where you pulled in to ask directions. Now you do that, and they go, I go, where's Main Street? Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, the Main Street that goes through town, where is that? Is, it, is that close? What? At least they don't. Hey, know, they don't even know what you're saying. At, at least it's not. Hey, where's the nearest liquor store? <laughs> like oh, that's right days. down here. Make a lap. Yeah, they probably know that one. <laughs> they know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I don't. The phone felt so. The bleh, bleh, the cell phone thing is here to stay. I'm afraid. Oh yeah. Yes, it is, indeedy. All right. And now it's time for the Monty Man's weekly win. Yes. Because we have to say something positive. Yes. Oh, my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Here it is. <laughs> um, the backyard is mowed. And we ate... Weed ate? I can't, not weed eated. Weed ate. Weed eated. It's where weed, I come from. <laughs> weed eated. Where I come weed from. Weed eated. We have a new a new uh, uh, chicken wire thing. We moved it back so now it has more room. And that was up, put, was put up thanks to my son Cameron. Uh, came down from Salem yesterday, or, uh, two days ago and worked his tail off. And uh, we got all the gnomes, most of the gnomes, the outdoor gnomes. We have a couple of indoor gnomes that don't like to go outside. Is everybody listening? They're outside. They're, yes. Don't even any, think about if it. If anyone don't doesn't... Don't even think about it. Uh, I, I guess you wouldn't have I my personal... I think they want to run away from home, You too. You would think they'll be growing <laughs> legs shortly, hint. No. They might be. No. I'm putting a new security gate up. Cameras and everything. Yeah. You we'll try see. to steal my gnome. We'll see how that works. Yeah. We'll see. But see, what you don't realize is my gnomes bite. What you don't realize is that <laughs> they're going to be missing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to cut, cut into your bang money. Mm, no, nothing cuts into the bang money. <laughs> um, but anyway, the gnomes are outside. They're loving it. The fountain is running. The the, the We're getting the... The covering on the back porch is getting fixed tomorrow. Um, so Oregon looks splendid at the very moment. Yeah, at the very moment, it's it's been really really nice weather. Yes. And uh, then the other thing was we went to Collins Spring Concert at um, George Fox Christian University uh, the other day and met one of his professors. And she came up to us and said, "I want to thank you." This young man is an absolutely beautiful conductor. And we didn't even know he was doing any conducting right now. We know that that's what he's working on, but we didn't realize that he'd actually been doing some of that. 
And she said, you guys really raised him right. She said, he is the hardest working student I've had in a long time. And I tell you what, when you hear something like that, you just your head just gets really big. He feels just wonderful. And it was cool. Very good. It was very cool. So we told him how proud we were of him, and he just grunts. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. No big deal. Which, which railroad does he work for? <laughs> Well, you said conductor, so... Yes, I know. (laughs) Set up. Set up. Yeah. Oops. Uh, Stop it. There. My microphone was being weird. All right. uh, So there you go. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. There you go. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back. We're going to talk about... uh, Oh, we got got Take 12 Trivia. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Of course. Absolutely useless trivia this week. Wonderful. Worth absolutely nothing. We'll come do that, and then we'll do the topic. Old timers, old timers. Don't go away. Listen to this. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay a burden down. Hey there, it's the Monty Man. Did you know that Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are listener-supported? What that means is we don't receive any financial assistance from advertising products or services that have nothing to do with health or recovery, but are supported by you, our listeners. Any other promotions we commit to are purely our way of sponsoring other endeavors we feel are beneficial to the recovery community. Well, one thing we have learned all too well in our second decade of broadcasting is that we receive not because we ask not. Therefore, three times a year, we come to you, our listeners, for help. Because we are listener-supported, we depend on your donations to keep us on the air. For over 14 years, our listening audience has helped us to do just that. And once again, we are asking for your support. If you feel that Take 12 Recovery Radio is a valuable part of breaking the stigma of addiction and a resource of recovery from the world's number one health crisis, we ask that you consider becoming a Take 12 partner to donate any amount or to sign up for a reoccurring monthly donation simply visit our website at take12radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the donate button all proceeds go directly to pay for our expenses to continue to bring you the best in recovery talk and positive music won't you consider partnership today Thank you, and God bless. Lifeline Connections made a difference in my life. I am free. I am strong and empowered. Lifeline Lifeline Connections Connections changed our lives. To begin your journey of healing today, call 360-397-8246 or visit lifelineconnections.org. See, so, okay, total, as promised, totally useless trivia. Um, you have four and a bonus. You have four chances to get them all wrong and a bonus. All right. All right. So, should we do the cowbell or the goat bell if you get it right? Yeah, if you swing those right, 
Go with the goat bell. Swing it sideways, not... Oh, sideways? Yeah, you you got to get a little... There you are. Okay, if you get it right, that's what you'll hear. If you get it wrong, you get the fluff machine. All right, you ready, Perfect. Marv? Yeah, I'm All right. <laughs> These are not multiple choice. You have to know the answer. Well, they're oh, wrong. There's <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What is the name of the funny little old gun-toting guy with the mustache who hunts Bugs Bunny? Yosemite Sam, isn't it? We'll see. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's not. It's oh, uh, El- uh, Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Is it Elmer Fudd? Yeah. What do you think, Marv? Yeah, I guess it is. Okay, you guys are right. <laughs> yeah. It is Elmer Fudd. Yay! Okay, what character... That's who I thought of, though. It was the gun tote. Right. He said gun tote. Yeah. Handlebar mustache. Yeah. Uh, Which character was it that advised children that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, Marv? I have no idea. (laughs) Denver? The doctor. No, you guys. Mary Poppins. Ask the question. Which like, character was it that advised children that okay. a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine okay. go down? Char- character, yeah. Yeah, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. How would I know that? I don't know. I was out playing in ditches, shooting BB guns. So was I, but Mary Poppins went with me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe I was drinking that early. Yeah, I'm not sure. Gonna be. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charlie Brown has what kind of design on his sweater? Oh, I don't know that. What is the geometric design on Charlie Brown's sweater? Oh. Take a stab at it. Yeah, C. C? That's a letter. <laughs> it's a design, too. Oh, Lord have mercy. Marv? You got me. I... All right. Oh, you guys are in trouble. Oh, I'm sad. Zigzag. Zigzag. That's what a zigzag sounds like, by the way, listeners. <laughs> For those visually uh, <sighs> impaired, that's what that's what it looks like. See, normal people don't think this this at all, but it just dawned on me, zigzag, and I just started thinking about rolling papers. Rolling papers, <laughs> first thing I thought of. All right. Um, here's number four. Published after her death, what did teenager Anne Frank leave behind? Anne Frank, think about it. Well, uh, published after her death, what'd she leave behind? Yeah, she a book, <laughs> uh, a diary. There you go. <laughs> Do you agree? Oh, I'll go with diary. It sounds like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the diary of Anne Frank. And here's your bonus. What boxing champion was said to float like a butterfly? Sting like a bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, uh, Ollie. Marv? Yeah. Yep, Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yep, you're right. Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, same guy. There you go. Now, now what are you going to do with all that wonderful trivia? I'm going to forget it by the time I walk out your door. <laughs> See, the listeners are going, now that was valuable. Except for zigzag. <laughs> so the little sound clip at the beginning of the show was the theme song to Green Acres. Do you remember who starred in that? Who the main characters I were? I can see their faces. Uh, yeah. Ar- Arnold. Uh, you know, Arnold was the pig. <laughs> <laughs> pigs, pigs, pigs can't star in movies? Yeah. Ja- uh, was it Zsa Zsa? Zsa Zsa. 
Who could forget that? No, hairdo? it wasn't Jaja. It was her sister? Yeah. Uh, Ava. Yep. Oh. Ava Kabor. And who was her husband? You remember? They were the Douglas family. She was Lisa, and he was Oliver. That was Eddie Albert. Eddie. Eddie not Albert. Arnold. Right. <laughs> Arnold was the big. <laughs> And um, I was in the ditches playing. Tom, are we dance. still on trivia? <laughs> yeah. Tom Lester was Ed. Remember Ed, the annoying uh, young guy that would always come over and fix things, but they never really got fixed. That was Ed. Yeah, there we, was a lot of people in that thing. I didn't realize how many stars were in that. I think if we get to actually watching some of them old shows, which I won't, but if you do, there's a lot of stars. That, there is a lot of stars. Yeah, camel parts in those. Right. But I played Green Acres for you because I know that you're a country guy and You're looking at me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a big city guy. Well neither are, are you, you, Mark. You you're got me to I'm a chameleon with that. I oh love, yeah, you can just kinda of fit in anywhere. I like neon sidewalks. Do you? I do. Do you? Are you a rhinestone cowboy? I can be. I'm sure you can. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and therapy. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Oh, by the way, just a just a shout out to uh, the folks at Recovery One Hundred and One. Um, they've moved to uh, Tombstone, Arizona, from L.A. Oh, they're in Tombstone. Yeah, you been to Tombstone? Huh? I have not been to Tombstone. Well, I think I was when I was a little kid. Yeah, I was young. Really? It was like a little broken down graveyard there and tourist traps everywhere. But the the climate, I would presume, would be very uh, conductive with what I enjoy. Well, they're now. loving it there. And they, by the way, um, Bruce and Shelley, uh, uh, Recovery 101, if you want some good comedic recovery talk and, and some interesting stuff as well. Uh, <laughs> don't tune in to us. <laughs> check them out at recovery101.net. They're also on Potomatic too, and uh, yeah, they're just good folks. Um, so, so the topic this week is is old timers, old timers, and for those who may not be aware, that's kind of a nickname we have given to people in twelve step recovery circles. There is different qualifications to be an old timer according to this depends on the part of country you're in and what your opinion is and. Some people say an old-timer can be somebody that's been around and sober for 10 years. Somebody else may say it's somebody that is elderly that's been sober. Somebody can say, well, if you're working the steps and you've had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps and you're sponsoring people, you can be an old-timer after a year. Uh, Some people say they're newcomers. In fact, some old-timers I know would not comp to that title. They would prefer to be referred to as a newcomer because they start new every day kind of thing. So there's all sorts of opinions about what an old-timer is. Um, But I thought it would be interesting to look at what the conference-approved literature in Alcoholics Anonymous says um, about them. And there's there's several references, but the one that I want to look at is in the 12 and 12. It's in Tradition 2, and it talks about two different kinds of old-timers. And for those of you who think that there is no leadership in Alcoholics Anonymous, you would be mistaken. According to the literature, there is leadership. It says, this brings us straight to the question, does AA have real leadership? Most empathetically, the answer is yes. Notwithstanding the apparent lack of it, I thought that was kind of (laughs) cute. Let's turn again to the deposed founder and his friends. 
So that would be Bill W. and Dr. Bob and, and the boys. What becomes of them? As their grief and anxiety wear away, a subtle change begins. Ultimately, they divide into two classes known in AA slang as the following. Elder statesmen and bleeding deacons. Was that who you were thinking of, yeah. Marv? Yeah. yeah. So this is the definition of the elder statesman. The elder statesman is the one who sees the wisdom of the group's decision, who holds no resentment over his reduced status, whose judgment, fortified by considerable experience, is sound, and who is willing to sit quietly on the sidelines, patiently awaiting developments. So that would be an elder statesman. The bleeding deacon is one who is just as surely convinced that the group cannot get along without him, who constantly uh, connives for re-election to office, and who continues to be consumed with self-pity. A few hemorrhage so badly that drained of all AA spirit and principle, they get drunk. At times, the AA landscape seems to be littered with bleeding forms. Nearly every old-timer in our society has gone through this process in some degree. Happily, most of them survive and live to become elder statesmen. So those are the two types of old-timers. So then it goes on to say they become the real uh, permanent leadership of AA, the old-timer, the, that is an elder statesman. Uh, theirs is the quiet opinion, the sure knowledge, and humble example that resolve a crisis. When sorely perplexed, the group invariably turns to them for advice. They become the voice of the group conscience. In fact... These are the true voice of Alcoholics Anonymous. They do not drive by mandate. They lead by example. This is the experience which has led us to the conclusion that our group conscience, well advised by its elders, will be in the long run wiser than any single leader. I found it interesting. Uh, we talk a lot about how sponsors, for instance, really aren't supposed to be advice givers. They're supposed to help somebody walk through the step process. But here is a case where we do receive advice from elder statesmen, from old timers. These are the guys that perhaps have become a bleeding deacon and somewhere in their journey, they've gone through that growth process and they've kind of matured from it and they've come out the other side. And again, it says whose judgment fortified by considerable experience. So that would suggest that there is some good time behind them, right, Marv? Considerable right. experience. So that would kind of negate the, well, you've been here a year and you're an old timer. This kind of would suggest that it's beyond that, I think. Their judgment is sound and it was willing to sit quietly on the sidelines, patiently awaiting developments. So that's the elder statesman. And I have known many. Elder statesman, I've known many bleeding deacons. I, very early on, was a bleeding deacon, but I wasn't a deacon yet. I was just bleeding. <laughs> you know, I remember my home group at the time was up in Sweet Home. And for those who don't know, Sweet Home's about 24 miles from here, uh, up in the pine trees there. And, man, I, had, I knew these traditions backwards and forwards. I'd studied them. 
I'd written them on three by five cards, all nine yards. And by God, if you're not following these traditions to the letter, you were going to hear it from me. Now, I don't know why we do that, but a lot of people do that or they go through that phase. And I think maybe it, maybe it's a control thing. I, I don't know. But I was bleeding all over everybody and I was alienating everybody. Nobody wanted to be around me because every time somebody said something wrong and it wasn't conference approved or, you know, it wasn't in the spirit of the fellowship or something like that, I was quick to jump on it. And uh, I learned very quickly that wasn't getting me anywhere and I wasn't making any friends and I certainly wasn't influencing influencing anybody for positive. Um, and so I, I jumped on the bleeding deacon thing pretty quickly. Um, but Marv, do you, do you have any stories of people that you've known that were elder statesmen that you, you gleaned some experience from that you really appreciated? Oh, geez. Please say yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's rich. <laughs> Please say yes. Yeah, you know, um, well, right, my very first meeting. Mm. Uh, I'll never forget this. Uh, it may not mean much to anybody else, but uh, if you've ever heard my story, I was in AA for six years before I ever admitted I was an alcoholic. That's my, right. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, my very me. first meeting, an old-timer by the name of Austin— walks up to me and because they had called on me and I, I well, I'm Marv and I'm a normie or right. whatever, you know. Sure. But Austin walks up to me and he, he's about, uh, I don't know, six two or three, a tall guy, and he shakes his finger in my face. Yeah. And he says, you're not kidding me, mister. I know you're one of us. Wow. And I've never forgotten that, um, and that might, in a lot of cases, produce a negative uh, response. Response, right? But to me, uh, I've never forgot. I always felt that was a positive for me. So it was almost welcoming. Um, not at the time. Probably. Not at the time. <laughs> no, you're right, Denver. It wasn't at the time. at the time. Yeah, but. Farther down the road, as things kept going, all, you know, it started becoming clear to me then. And right. He was right. Right. And he wasn't nasty about it, really. Yeah. Because Austin was the kind of guy, he always was joking and mm -hmm. big grin on his face and stuff. But, um, yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, that's cool. And then my sponsor, who has passed away, when I had cancer, I I just knew I was going to die. Mm. And <clears throat> it didn't make a lot of sense at the time, but he was sitting at the – I had my surgery, and he was sitting at the hospital bed there with me. And and I was devastated. The, the, I won't get into it, but the operation created a complete change in my life uh, and would forever. And – and Jim was sitting there, and he kept looking at me, and and uh, he said, you know, Marv, he said, God must love you very much. Wow. And that didn't make any sense to me at the time uh -huh. either. Um, but down the road, um, 
believe it or not, it started making perfect sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's, you know, you can't, uh, how many hundreds of people do you? I know, right? <laughs> and, you know, if you've been around these rooms, so for me, it's been over 30 years, um, you know, from the beginning. There's a lot of people that come and go. I, there's people, I remember their faces. I remember even some of the things they said, but I can't for the life of me remember their names. Yeah. You know, but I can picture them in my head, you know. Um, Denver, how about you? Anybody that influenced you? I mean, I know you you, you talked you talk to us about being the babe in this thing a little bit compared to, oh, yeah. to Marm and I, but... Uh, yeah, in my travels around of AA, uh, I bumped into, I guess, uh, what you would say, old timers. I when coming into the program, I, I immediately thought of dogmatic sayings at the meetings. Right, I'd see these uh, older people. More of a bleeding deacon than an elder statesman well, kind of attitude. Yeah, to yeah. a point. The, uh, but I would hear that, and you know, down the line, I find myself saying that. It was important that I heard those things. Mm. The bleeding deacon thing, I think what really uh, sets in my mind about certain people, the old timers, is they have uh, time to sit and reflect. They don't just blurt out with some wisdom for you. Right. They're not going to offer you up what they consider the the correct answer right off the Mm get-go. Now, I've listened to both of you say that you've bumped into them with fingers shaking. And I, right. had, I had a sponsor once, and he called me out. <laughs> I was discussing that earlier, you know, and it was rough at yeah. the time. But looking back, you know, that was wisdom. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't always take that as wisdom when it's right in your face. But the farther you go on this journey, the more you realize, you know, that was pretty smart. Sure. That was pretty smart. So I've been very blessed with bumping into some... Uh, be still kind of uh, right old timers yeah yeah some yeah. of them are cranky don't get me wrong that's where i got my first impression was man maybe yeah i don't hey, know crumpy old guy you're, you're, yeah you're mean <laughs> miserable you're mean this is what sobriety is <laughs> i know i, want. I yeah. didn't want to say that maybe yeah. you need to go have a drink fella <laughs> you're mean <laughs> well i've known i've known i've known men that appeared to look grumpy but when you sat down with them, especially if you sat down with them one on one, they were anything but. And so my default that I always think about the, the two two gentlemen I think about, and they were total opposites, was old Norm, um, and uh, Big Ed. And these guys, old Norm was quite a bit older than Ed. And um, when I first started coming to the AA group here in town, back when the 6 a.m. meetings. And somebody told me the BSers don't get up that early. So go to the 6 a.m. meeting. You'll get some good stuff. So I thought, oh, that sounds pretty good. So I did. And they were right. There was some really good stuff at that 6 a.m. meeting. And old Norm, every time I walked in there, he'd pat me on the hand. He goes, I'm really glad you're here. Now, he didn't just say that. He really meant it. He really meant it. And he, he didn't have a whole lot to say. But he'd sit there, and I'd watch him, and he would just listen and listen. But when he spoke, it was short to the point, and it was always encouraging. 
Now, Big Ed, when I met Big Ed, this guy was like the devil. I mean, that was <laughs> I looked at this guy, and he walked by me one time, and I thought, everything within three feet of this guy is going to burst into flames. I mean, he just seemed like the meanest, nastiest, and he was for a long time. I think he was a Vietnam vet, and he'd gone through a lot of stuff. And But over the years, I would listen to him, and if I could get past the profanity, there was actually quite a bit of wisdom in what he was saying. And something happened in Big Ed's life. I'm not sure what it was other than God intervening, and he started to soften a little bit more, a little bit more. Where some people get older and they'll get grumpier, it seemed like he was getting softer. And he ended. He and I ended up becoming extremely close friends. And I'd sit down with him in his in his. I'd knock on his trailer door, and he'd go, "Come on in, young man." He always called me young man, and come in and bring bring me a big old mason jar of iced tea, and we'd sit down, and we'd talk program stuff and UFOs and the Ten Commandments <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but he always he was always encouraging, and you know, don't give up, keep. Keep pressing in there. Keep working with people. I mean, he, he just had all these wonderful things to say to me. Um, and so here was a guy who just shocked me, just totally surprised me. And if I were to say, was he a bleeding deacon? I don't know. I would have probably thought that at the time if I'd known the definition, but he totally shocked me. Um, I've known a number of bleeding deacons, haven't you, Marv? I mean, people that just... Well, if you don't put a dollar in the basket, you have no business being here. What's Le- wrong with you? Legalist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sit down, no shut up, take the cotton out of your ears and shove it in your mouth, you loser. I mean, I went to a meeting one time and, and a brand new guy come in and this guy was at the door. This old guy was at the door and said, I haven't seen you here before. Go sit over there and shut up. I, I was like... <laughs> Now, I had heard people... <laughs> I'm out the door. I heard people talk about people like that, but I thought, uh, I've never seen anybody that, that way. And then I met this guy. <laughs> and you know what? I, 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 He didn't seem to hang around too long. Yeah. yeah I've met a couple. You know, if you can't... If you can't put a dollar in your basket for coffee, you don't have any business being. You'd have spent thirty bucks on dope, you loser. You know, I was like, golly, <laughs> total blast. Oh my word, you know. Um, but there's a value in 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 people um, who's and again, the elder statesman is the one who sees the wisdom of the group's decision, who holds no resentment over his reduced status. Whose judgment, fortified by considerable experience, is sound, and who is willing to sit quietly on the sidelines, patiently awaiting developments. I mean, humble, humble. Yep, it's a person who can take an honest self-assessment, look at themselves, and go, you know, maybe I need to work on that. I, yeah. I mean, you know, but who has had considerable experience? So I have a tendency to think it is somebody that's been around a number of years. I, I, I'm not going to put a label on somebody and say who, because you know, is there a time frame you become an old timer? Well, I don't, you, you know, know uh, what, what do you think of this idea? Somebody actually not too long ago asked me about that. And, yeah. And, and it came up, you know, well, they've got a year and they're, they're wanting to know, you know, 
And my answer to them uh, was, well, look, if, you, if you're in there for a week and you've got a year, you're an old-timer to that guy with the week. Very true. You know. Very so, true. Um, anyway. Yeah, that is very true. Because there's people, I remember hearing people say, well, I came in and somebody was celebrating a year and I thought, there is no way that I could ever stay sober a year. That yeah. guy is blowing my mind. In fact, I didn't even believe him. Well, you hear a lot of people, uh, not that this has anything to do with old timers, right. but kind of, sort of, is, you know, they they just out admit that they don't believe you have that much time. I know. <laughs> You, know, <laughs> you lying son of a gun, you know, or whatever. Right, bad in the books. <laughs> um, there, there is old timers meetings in there certain is. parts of the country. Yeah, no, I didn't. Know I've, that. Yeah. I've heard of those. Now that would be just collective uh, sobriety time, right? Yes. Yeah, but would... they usually are. In fact, if you go, and I, I know this is controversial, but if you go on Google. And click on images. Well, that's a naughty word in, in a 12 step fellowship. Images, pictures, right? You're not supposed to have your picture. It's, hey, listen, it's bad on the internet. Type, know, it, type in images and right. you know where you're going. Oh. But but if you if you type in old timer meeting and then click on images instead of website, right, you will see pictures, old pictures. Um, a lot of them are black and whites, right? Of of groups that were called old timer meetings. They even have a banner behind them. It says the old timers club or whatever like that. And most of them are gray hairs. Most of them are. And most of them are men. There's a few that where there's women and, and men, but most of them are men. So there's kind of a school of thought that, that, you know, they're walking around with a beard down to the floor and they're walking with a cane. I, I suppose so. But I, I kind of like what you were saying, Marv. It's a guy is brand new. You know, especially if you're brand new and somebody is having a 15 year birthday. Yeah. Woo. That's a trip. Um, I've been called an old timer and I don't feel like that. And you've got how many years? 20. See, that's old timer to me. Seriously. I mean, I, that's a long time. It's hard. Like you said, they call you out as being a, a liar, Marv, you know, or yeah, you, you don't have that much time. It's difficult to imagine 20 years worth of sobriety. Yeah. I and mean, I lived my whole life with a bottle in my hand. Sure. It's just, it's hard to grasp that somebody could could quit that early in life. I mean, I, I ran it right up, you know, a long mm -hmm. time. And I just didn't give it up. I was going to keep it. But uh, it just blows me away when I hear time and I'm going, wow, that's hard to believe what it would have been like if I had sure. stopped 20 years ago. Yeah. So is an old timer only determined by time as uh, sobriety time? I think it's a combination of things. I, I don't think it's just sobriety time. I mean, there are a lot of people that have a lot of years without a bottle in their hand and they're they have no wisdom, they have no joy, they have no nothing I want. I don't consider them an old timer. Once again, Proverbs, for me, will play in there. It's like, shut up and listen. These wisdom people often will just sit and observe you. And I, I just, yeah. I, I find those people, they're taking it in and they're listening. And when they do speak, it may be short and sweet. 
Mm-hmm. But that also qualifies you for an old timer. Uh, Jay just celebrated 40 some odd years, didn't he? 41. 41 years. Yeah. Now, I consider him, I consider him an old timer. I don't always agree with some of his philosophies and that kind of thing, but he's one of those guys who will sit there and, and he's observing, you know, he's listening. Well, there's a lot of power in observation. A lot oh, of yeah. power in observation. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Bet. When you observe and you do it with an open mind, you might not end up saying the things that you wanted to say, and it might be a good thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or you'll know what to say that is appropriate. That's a good thing. And I've always I've always admired him. And people would make fun of him. Everybody, you know, he got nicknamed Serenity J because he'd always say, I have serenity today. But he understands what that means. It doesn't mean that he's always happy. It just means that he has he has a peace in his heart. He can be miserable as the day is long, but he can still have peace in his heart. You know, uh, Roger McDermott. Uh, and you guys have met Roger, um, will say, somebody say, how are you doing? Because I'm blessed. And he will talk about how it doesn't matter how his day's going, he's still blessed. He could be, ha- you know, his car could break down and, and you know, his bank account overdrawn, but he's still blessed. It doesn't change the fact that he's blessed. He may not be having a great time, That's but he's still That's hard to hang blessed. on to. Yeah, but yeah. he gets that, you yeah. know. But That's he cool. also says it a lot, too, to remind himself that regardless of his circumstances, God's blessed him. He's an old timer to me. He's been around a lot of years, you know. I I think also that um, a lot of people that I've met that would be considered old timers have also, at some point, um, come alongside of younger folks. I mean, younger in the program, right? And have been supportive of them in one way or another. They may not have actually worked the steps with them, but perhaps. They've come alongside of them, and they've really encouraged them and spoken into their lives. They've been mentors of sorts, that kind of thing. You know, um, They become the real permanent leadership of AA. A lot of people say that AA doesn't have leadership. And according to the literature, yeah, but it's not the leadership that we're used to thinking of, you know, where you have, you know, this is an authority figure. And then there's, you know, a vice president and like that. This is leadership, the kind that leads by example. Mm -hmm. Theirs is the quiet opinion, the sure knowledge and humble example that resolve a crisis. Uh, Have you ever been a part of a group inventory, Marv? You know what that is? Um, I know what it is. No, I have not. Yeah, I I got to sit in on one... um, years ago in Stockton, California. I've never been in one around here where the group was starting to go really off the rails. I mean, it was getting, it wasn't an AA meeting anymore. And some of the old timers got together and said, it's time for a group inventory where they got everybody together and they just kind of hit the reset button and they, and they listened to these guys that, that it describes in here. And they were the ones that were able to kind of reel people in and hit the reset button and, and, you know, with some wisdom and just kind of quiet, calm the the chaos. And it worked out well. I've also seen a group inventory example done at conventions where they'd have a, a class on that, how you can actually do that. Because 
It's true. You get any any group of people together that meet. I mean, if you want to learn how to get a resentment, meet with the same people every single day for an hour and a half for 20 years. You're going to get pissed off <laughs> somewhere along the line, right? Well, if everybody's going through that at the same time, it's good to have Ooh. some old timers around that can help you hit the reset button and go, let's take a step back and maybe breathe. You know, and stop and listen to these guys because they've been through it. And if you've never been a bleeding deacon, you probably still will be one at some point, unless you're just Mister Calm and Mister Peace. I, I really think that probably, I I know uh, my first attempt at Christianity, I got a little bit zealous. My first go round with it, right? And AA. You know, kind of like I was with the traditions. It's, You're gonna do this. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's probably just our tendency. We find something beautiful or different that in a good fashion. Yeah, and we want everybody to get it right now. So, right, right. Yeah, it, or like a kid with a new toy. It's it was it's just part of maybe like you said. I believe everybody probably is going to go at some level through that stage. Sure. You're happy. You want to. You want to make sure everybody gets as happy right. as you are. Maybe right. more than once. Maybe more than once. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely more than once. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Um, there are people that will walk in a meeting, men and women, that you can feel kind of uneasy and everything, and all of a sudden they walk in, and it's like just their presence is calming. It's, it's like, wow, that's that's cool. They're here today. You know, I, I and, and they'll, they'll never take credit for that. They'll, some of them won't even know it. Um, Jay's one of those kind of people. You you are, Marvin, now you won't admit it, but you are. Kurt is one of those kind of people. When Kurt walks in, it's kind of like, yeah, it's really good to see him, you know. And you just kind of feel like th- this is this is a good thing. Um, we we had a, a lady recently come back in, <coughs> Group 1, who... Uh, she has 35 years. Wow. And uh, she, now she'd been gone from AA quite a while. Uh-huh. But she hadn't drank. Uh-huh. And I had, I remembered her back in the days like at the T-shirt shop. Right. And, okay. Yeah. And she's one of those you're talking about. Right. There's something about her. I have, I'm not sure what it is. Hmm. And she'll walk in the room, and and it's just like, oh wow, all right, you right? Know, it just right. She's one of them. Yeah, you yeah. you kind of you, you kind of you like comes on, you know. Uh, Mary's kind of like that. Mary, Mary uh, and uh, what's her husband's name? They're racist cars. Gary. Gary. You know, I like I see Mary, and she's just she's always got all this love to give me. You know, oh money, she gives me a hug, and she's just sweet. And those kind of people, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I want. I want to, I, I want to emulate that as I grow older. And so when people see me, they, they're not going, oh, there he is. But they're going, wow, it's good to see him. That's the kind of person I want to be. Any closing thoughts, you guys? Yes. Yes. Um, for people who are fairly new, I think it's important to realize uh and I'm I'm one of those who I highly respect old timers like mm-hmm. Jay and mm-hmm. and uh, Ray Ryan and stuff Ray, like yeah. that. 
Um, but it's important for new people to realize that even though they have that kind of time, life still beats them around the ears. Mm. Yeah, well said. And, and uh, you know, they didn't get their 41 years unscathed. Right. You know, and people do tend to sort of kind of put people on pedestals. They do. They have that time and... Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, things still happen that sure. I know causes them to go off course a little bit, but they haven't drank. Right. So. Right. So for most of us to drink is to die, if not literally, spiritually, you know. And there's, boy, you know, we can say, okay, not drinking is just one element of being in a state of recovered, but let's face it, I mean, when you go through some of the things these guys have been through, these guys and gals, and they haven't gone to what they know so well, something's, they get a lot of credit for that. They're, you know, they, they really do. And uh, when somebody's been gone from the fellowship for a long time and they've stayed sober and they come back, um, I really admire that. Because we make an assumption if somebody isn't coming to that meeting anymore, well, they're using... Yeah. We don't know that. Some people get promoted. They take new jobs. They move away. There's a number of reasons why, you know. Um, but the deal of it is, is if we show up, I think it's in the fourth step in the big book, um, when it talks about tolerance, so we can show a, a, a kindly attitude to each and every person regardless who they are, whether they're a bleeding deacon or an old-timer. Because be careful about the bleeding deacon you're too judgmental with because he may end up being your sponsor. <laughs> As life would have it. <laughs> right? Right. It's, it, it, it could happen. It could happen. And uh, more than likely, if they stick around long enough, they'll end up becoming an elder statesman, somebody that you respect. You, you'll think, just like Ed was. It's like, yeah. wow, look what God did in that guy's life. you know, And that's amazing stuff. And that's what recovery is really all about anyway, is what God is doing in a person's life, the change that's been made. Good, good, good. Denver, anything from you? Closing? No, I'm just going to shut up and listen. All right. Yeah, take the cotton out of your mouth. Or out of your ears. <laughs> out of your ears. <laughs> Shove it in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> all right, our closing song is by Michael Purrington, and it is titled, This is the Place.
the comedic recovery music of Mr. Michael Purrington and the Messengers. Listen, until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. It's the name of the game. around, hit the ground, trying to lay a burden down. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat. She's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty.